Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. What's up, y'all? It's the world famous. You're listening to The Darren Green Show. Right here. It has been a day. But welcome, welcome, welcome to another great episode of The Darren Green Show. I am your host, Darren Green. Back to give you another great episode. This is episode, what, will be 126? Yep. Mm-hmm. I'm here with my co-host, Derek Doe. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you for asking. <laughs> Well, if you like what you hear, please hit that subscribe button on YouTube. Follow us at TDGS Media on Instagram and Twitter. And, uh, you know, also, if you're on YouTube, please hit that subscribe button. because. And when you hit that subscribe button, please um, tap the bell to get notified. Because I see that we have a lot of new subscribers on there. And we just want to know, we just want to make sure that everything is, um, that you're getting all the notifications of the new episodes and stuff like that. Also, subscribe to the Patreon account for $2 a month. You'll have access to ad-free viewing and more links in the description how was your week Derek? my week was good um well actually the past two weeks we didn't have a show last week um right, we, did. we did not um i got a dog yeah 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 that's right that's right we talked about that so how was that what, what started that um well i'm a i'm i'm a dog more of a dog person per mm. se um I think they are more um, emotionally responsive to humans than cats are. Cats are very mm-hmm. interesting. They don't really care about anything. You just have to feed them and leave them alone. Um, but I don't think about that when I think about a pet. I think about a pet like a pain pet and all that kind of stuff. So I like dogs. And um, my boyfriend knew that. And so he was like, for my birthday, he committed to getting one. I didn't know how soon we were going to get one. He was like, we have an appointment set up. We went to um, the Associated Humane Society. And um, mm-hmm. then we went, saw the dogs, got a chance to walk him, and we left with him the same day. Like, I didn't think that was going to be that fast, but we got him last Friday, and he's been here. Oh, what's his name? His name is Yochi Walik. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's all that's happened this, this week for you? I mean, I mean, nothing else. Oh, well, mm. actually, two things. Right, so, right, right. You did. Um, the press release came out yesterday that I'm going to be one of the resident reporters for um, the Newark Stories, Newark News and Stories Collaborative as a resident reporter, and that's through WBGO. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also had a nice little meeting the other night and i'm also going to be hosting my own interactive talk show on a new app that's coming out and um so i'm excited yeah. about that like it's a lot of i mean things are coming in and so i'm i'm excited i know i'm happy i made sure i, com- I commented on your post i was like because i know you did you did talk about it with me the other day i think it was a couple weeks ago whatever and i was like oh my god so it's really good that you're doing that i know excited so this is the next chapter child yes and i'm still probably going to end on my my podcast i just have to now right right your uh drink uh 
uh, yeah, dog talk. So mm-hmm. everything now is just gonna be like, oh God, like I'm literally becoming Steve Harvey. I can't be doing all these damn. I'm Steve Harvey. Mike, right, have a mic every hour, different show. So minus the coolness. <laughs> and them crazy ass suits. Right. <laughs> no, um, well, I mean, my week was spring semester ended, so you know, that's you good. Huh? Was it spring break or not spring break? Uh, you know, spring semester had ended, so that means it's summer. You know, we got the summer. Okay. Um, I'm happy about that because I feel like a lot of weight is off my shoulders right now. I can focus on this, and um, also focus on more like live streams. I want to do like music and and music video reaction videos. Once once guys haven't noticed, my computer is down for the week, so I'm like literally recording on my phone. And you know we're 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 doing things we're we're moving things but I just have to make sure my computer is good so we can do those uh, more things on YouTube. That's why I told everybody if you just subscribe to me, please uh, tap the bell to get notified because they won't notify you. <laughs> I finished my not another anxiety podcast. That was like a project for for those who just didn't know. Um, that was a project that I had to do for my multimedia production class, and it and we actually finished the first episode. Um, it is on my Patreon account if you guys want to listen to it. But uh, it came out really good. I'll did give you the grade. It was a grade on it, huh? Where, did it get graded? Oh, we didn't get that yet. But let me tell you, my uh, professor, and he he probably had all this to this, but like he was very he was very worried that this wasn't going to be a challenge for me, right? Because you're already like podcasting every week. Because I right right because I already do podcasts, and he felt like like there was certain things that I felt like I should have added on, like I should have added more clips or whatever. Or he said that I was monologuing. I'm like, it's a podcast. Like, who doesn't monologue on a podcast? So the crazy thing is, when I presented it in front of the class, everybody liked it. They loved the production. They loved my voice. Like, nice. no one said anything negative about the, the episode. So I was like, mm. and then he said, oh, well, you know, the person you had on, he was talking about Nick, because I had Nick on um, in the interview. Well, you know, he could have he could have been a little bit better. I'm like, okay. Uh, <laughs> like, my guess could have been better. Yeah. Okay. But anyway, I'm pretty sure I passed that shit. Like, look, I, I I worked on that thing for like months. Okay, trying to write it up, trying to record it because we had I had to record on Nick's schedule and I had to record on my schedule too because you know I was doing a lot of other stuff. But um, like I said, once I get full, once I get my full ten episodes, they'll be published. You know. Okay. Well, very yes. Good. yes, yes, yes. Um, but I further do. Let's get into these hot topics because you know we we late. <laughs> We late like Nikki. Oh, right. Gosh. Last <laughs> night she's giving me an anxiety attack. I miss my bomb because I can't I can't use it. <laughs> Mixer's coming soon, guys. Um Yeah, so we seen her on live and uh she was talking about her twelfth anniversary of Beam Me Up Scotty. And this is like her it's it's a rap re release because there's other artists that started doing that. Mm-hmm. And well, you know, she decided like why well, it'd be the perfect I mean, I heard people talking about her doing this. Like there was a lot of people saying that she was submitting some of her older songs to like Apple uh Apple music and stuff like that. So I seen it coming. Me personally, I just I thought it was gonna be like a like the single for her next project. Like that's what I thought. Right. But it's okay. It's okay. Right. We got two new on, songs. I was on live last night asking, where is NM five? NM five, okay. Yeah. <laughs> well she did up she she did give us some sort of an update. She did say she's working on it, and 
there was a chat room. I forgot what app it was on, but they were talking about how she says she wants to um, not rush everything and, you know, take her time with this next project. Huh? No, she needs to not rush. She was able to come. She literally the world was waiting like. She almost had versus numbers last night. Like it almost reached a million views last night. If she hadn't been late, yes. she could have been able to break Instagram. Okay. But it was really good to see her have a glow. Like she looks so good. Like she looks so fucking she good. Did. And them titties was tittying. Did you see them things? Yeah, them titties was tittying. No. No, it was it was we have to update about motherhood and um, we were in the car coming back from New York and I was looking at the thing and like shout out Drake. I saw Drake coming in the thing. I was like, oh shit, Drake's here. And, <laughs> um, and then she brought him on. So that was a good moment to see them finally after, you know, years of, you know, back and forth conversation mm-hmm. say about what's going on. Young Money, like seeing, you know, him give her her flowers, give her her roses. You know? Yeah, because that was like long overdue because he was looking like an op a couple of, <laughs> let me stop. Anyway, and um, and she, you know, gave him his his due as well. Uh huh. But did what song did you like? The new song, the mixtape came out. Yeah, and had like three new songs on it. Three, yeah, three new songs and like remixes to old songs, something like that. Yeah, I liked the other one, uh, Fractions. That was, it was, it was giving me very much Queen Sleaze a little bit, but like it was also giving me like a little bit of Roman. Like she doesn't want to mention Roman no more. I get it. Like you're past that, but like. It was giving me very much that, and I, I, I really enjoyed the the subliminals. I will say, were there subliminals? <laughs> there was a couple. I mean, like she called these bitches alcoholics. I'm like, oh, okay. What she said, friend, honey. Friend. <laughs> she said a lot. Okay. And what she said. Well, I mean, listen. Nikki been throwing stuff since she got here, so mm-hmm. whatever sticks it sticks, you know. But it's good to see Queen Sleeve back in the building. Yeah, Nikki Minaj, Nikki the Bar, Nikki the Hard Juke the Bar, like we're glad. Yeah, and listening to to some of the older songs like "Beam Me Up, Scotty" was a good one that I listened to. Um, she even brought back "Boss Ass Bitch." Like that wasn't even a part of the um a part of that uh mixtape. That was like something that that was really that was recent, really, but. It was it was good to hear those songs again and not have to like try to scour SoundCloud to find them. Right. <laughs> now can we do that with the other mixtapes? I like play playtime is over, please. Next. <laughs> Possibly. You never know with this lady. Mm-hmm. It was just good to see her and I'm glad she's happy and I'm, um we're still waiting on this documentary. She said that's coming soon. They said yeah. now she said it I'm and probably his name. Maybe yeah. she's not gonna get to us. You never should, yeah, should be like one of those celebrities that don't really like they have like a code name. That we use, right? right. I still don't believe who I is that baby's real name. You're not gonna make me believe that. I mean, why not? That baby's yeah. name is Priscilla Giselle. <laughs> Stop. Y'all not gonna make me believe that. You're saying that baby red fern. I still ain't gonna believe. It. It's been eight years, and I still ain't gonna believe it. But no, we love to see it. She she done made the damn crops. They they you know they stock went up. The stock definitely did. I'm like y'all over here flooding these damn pink pink uh crocs like come on nikki is an influencer like i'm telling you like brands and businesses need to date y'all better hook on because she can sell y'all out but she's been doing that that's what i'm saying it's funny because like mm-hmm. 10 12 11 years in she's still able to do that 
Mm-hmm. We don't see those numbers with your favorite. Oh, let me stop. Let me not, because it's not about the other girls. Because, <laughs> you know, they say they say you know they came out, child. You said you subbing me with them weak-ass bar. Who was she talking about, child? I love to see it. I, I can't wait to see what she has uh, more in store this year. They said this is going to be uh, Nikki Jir. Um, so hopefully we're gonna get that NM five probably midsummer or maybe like close to fall, whatever the case is. You know we're gonna be we're gonna react on it. We're gonna talk about it, and we'll love to watch the HBO documentary, which should be coming soon. They did say it was coming soon, so good thing I'm not paying for HBO Max because I'll be in, I'm about to be in that shit. Anyway, Porsche, Porsche, Porsche. <sighs> Now you know we done we done got into it a little bit before we got before we started recording, right? You we know. Get, I mean, I'm I'm surprised that Portia is now part of Hot Topics. And she's not even it's not even part of reality check. It's not even part of reality check. Like, it's a, part, it's a yeah. hot topic, okay? Okay, okay. Portia, 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 definitely. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. You know, because I feel like we have this thing where you know, you're a Porsche stand, uh, and you think that I'm a Kenya stand. I really like them all and dislike them all in certain aspects, though. I'm not a Porsche stand. I like Porsche. I don't like Kenya. And I'm very secure okay. in that. Okay. I'm, okay. Really, I'm not a stand anybody. I stand mm-hmm. in leaks. I don't like You say Kenya. I stand in leaks. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> let's be Well, clear. let's get into it. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. So, reality TV star Porsche Williams broke the internet this week after she announced her engagement with Simon Gobadi. Gobada? Or, hmm. anyway. Gobadia. Gobadia? Okay. Ooh, Porsche Gobadia? Okay. <laughs> right. Well, the problem is this man happens to be an ex-husband of cast member Fraylin, right? Remember Fraylin, the one with the Her name hair? is Fallon. Fallon. Oh, I said Fraylin. Ooh, girl, I'm thinking about my um, old homeroom teacher. Fallon. Okay. <laughs> You know, the girl with the Medusa hair that was trying to beat up Latoya for disrespecting her in her house. Yeah, well, Portia said they weren't friends. They were never friends. But the internet says otherwise. And there was, like, many different people, like, platforms actually sharing, like, different scenes of them hanging out and and uh, different scenes from other cast members calling out Portia for being, like, talking to people. Like, they brought up that scene where uh, Candy was like, you was over here at the party trying to, trying to talk to somebody else's husband. You freak. This, that, and third. Um, <laughs> and then there's just a lot of people that's just saying she broke girl code. Okay. Now, Derek, you have. And, you know, it's four weeks, you know, it's Friday. Has anything changed? Has anything updated? You know, do you see a little bit of what people are trying to. To say in regards to Portia and her situation? Um, has it changed? No, because I believe that I, I'm always going to say that grown people, consenting adults, have the right to date uh, how they, you know, choose to date. Um, especially if it, 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 ain't, it ain't, you know, make me nothing. But I think the timeline right. is where people get hung up. And I think that before the story was even fleshed out, people automatically jumped on Porsche as if she was the reason that Simon and Fallon broke up and, you know, she broke up this woman's family and she's a homewrecker and she you stole your friend's husband and all that, like these 
these scandalous narratives where the timeline of their relationships, all of their relationships to each other, it just doesn't kind of, it doesn't fit in that space. Now, could it be the relationships are a little too close for comfort? We're mm-hmm. gonna make sure, like, I don't know, like it was cool with this girl, y'all on the show together, you know, been in her house and then, you know, yeah. they get divorced and then you're her man, it's just, it just seems really messy. But again, it's like, well, first of all, Atlanta's, Atlanta, like in, in any major city too, um, the sectors are really small and tight. Mm-hmm. So the business sector in Atlanta is that everybody know everybody. Mm-hmm. So Fallon was brought on the show, um, not because she was friends with Portia, but because Simon and Dennis are actually friends. Like they were, they're cool and they're, you know, know each other in the business world, whatever. And one of the restaurants that uh, Portia Dennis used to go to all the time across the street is Simon's restaurant. And they would frequent there. And that's where she met Fallon. She met Fallon at Simon's restaurant. She was like, oh, she was cool, you know, blah, blah. And you know how that how that goes when you're couples and you're like, okay, well, that, that's nice. Good to see you, blah, blah, blah. So Real Housewives of Atlanta is an amazing platform. Anybody in any anybody that's somebody in Atlanta um, understands that when you go into reality TV, you can you can do one of two things. You can go on there and make a fool of yourself, or you can mm-hmm. go on there and make some make some fucking money, right? Um so it was an opportunity, not just for Fallon to share her story, because I really don't think that anybody was interested in her story. Like, we only saw her twice. Don't really, just still don't know anything about her. Don't know about what she uh-huh. does. Latoya kind of lambasted her. I was like, oh, yeah, you look like a girl that dates older men for money. We don't know what this <laughs> woman does. You know what I mean? So, you know, with Portia, she was like, okay, well, I gave her my number. She said she invited her over to the house to do, see the house and do the pool thing. And, you know, of course, like, well, I got my sister and my other mm-hmm. friend, you know, so it was just an opportunity to get a really a chance to meet her, meet her. She didn't know her. I don't know you, Phaedra. You know what I mean? So they were never Coochie Crunch friends. The only other time they filmed together was uh, at the Halloween party. And that's cast stuff. Like, that's when you sign your contracts, that's work. You know what I mean? Now, outside of that, the, the situation where Fallon and Simon, Fallon cheated on Simon. And that's why he filed for divorce in January. Now, since January, since he filed for divorce, we have been dating other people, right? Like he went this new other girl, this other girl that posted on Instagram another day about her being in his car. It's like, oh wow, as if he was dating Portia while he was seeing this girl while dating Portia, or that he cheated on Portia with this white girl. When and then he went, he posted, it was like, you know. He posted the timestamp from the actual picture and said, this is from March 31st. Definitely said that me and Portia didn't even start dating until April. So, you know, it's like the timeline, like mm-hmm. Portia's been taking on most of the heat because she's the celebrity in the situation, right? But mm-hmm. Portia was single. Portia ain't break up nobody's marriage. This man was already dating after following divorce from his wife, right? That means it's free game. And if he's interested in Portia and if Dennis who is the baby daddy, not the fiance, not the husband, has, has is grown enough to be like, okay, if this is the move we want to make, as long as it doesn't negatively affect my child, he's going to be good to my kid because I know that he's good to you, to his to his kids. Mm-hmm. Okay, PJ, you know, and so for those adults to be able to come together and be like, you know, and it'd be a positive thing for them, it's not scandalous or whatever, the public made it more scandalous. It's a little scandalous, though. It's a little scandalous, though. It's even if everybody, even if everybody's okay with it, it, it still looks weird. 
it looks weird. I mean, most of the I always say, people, look at your own family and go question all the couples and, and start questioning who's who who the baby daddy for this cousin if you if the mom ain't married. It's a lot of scandalous shit that go on every day. Well, However, I can't speak for other people but myself. But poor people need to stay out of rich folks' business because it's a totally different game. I mean, I guess that's true to a certain extent, but it was a lot of rich people that were saying a lot of things about but it. Even, was- but even even in dating, now okay. if, even in in the in a dating sense, like the dating pool is a lot smaller when mm-hmm. you're looking for a specific type of thing. Portia is very clear about what she wants. You've been watching it for a long time. Money. We get it. Portia's not gonna date no she not no broke ass nigga. Like it's not gonna happen. It's just not gonna happen. I mean, so, I don't want it to, but I'm just saying. And that, I already said I'm not cool with Fallon like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know her like that. Well, I mean, we taped together, but she don't. But have now any, it's not. I'm not cool with her. But she was but in her she phase. Has, she said we're not friends. She has no loyalty to that woman. She doesn't owe her anything. If Fallon decided to date Dennis tomorrow, mm-hmm. I'll be now. I was like, oh, they just a bunch of swingers. Hell no, nah, see. I'm mm-hmm. just saying, like, mm-hmm. and I think. I think because you, because I heard when you went on live the other day, you said that I think that for some people it, because this had happened to certain people, I think, and that's why they're taking it personal. I'm like, yeah, like we've all been, you know, you know, you know, the, the in this community that we reside in. But quit projecting your trauma on other vibes. It's not fair. Yeah, your best friend stole your man. That's different than what happened there. She didn't mm-hmm. steal or break up anybody's family. That's what a part I'm talking about. I'm talking about the that's fact that he's, been, he's being labeled just, that's as a homebreaker when that's not what happened. If you're going to deal but, with the story, okay. deal with the facts of the story and not just projecting your own trauma from what you, what's happened to you or, my, or, or what you perceive to have happened. When the facts are presented and the time yeah. is presented where it doesn't make sense and it doesn't fit your narrative anymore. Well, I definitely feel like a lot of people shouldn't have went jumped to that whole narrative of well, she's a homeworker. Technically, she's not a homeworker. I never said that. I I said that the shit was strange. Sitting it was here. a little strange. Nene said it was strange. A lot of people said the shit was strange. It's the way it was presented. She went to her house or whatever, and and, and at that time. It looked like, okay, she may have known him before because of Dennis, but the way she was looking at that scene, we first seen them together, like they just met for the first time. And it just looked a little, it just looked a little weird when you look back at the pictures. They took pictures together. They hung out together. They hung out off camera. Those pictures that you see with them hanging out, that was off camera. That was off. So they had hung out before. It just looked a little strange. I know for me, I can only speak for me. I don't know what anybody else does. I bring you into my house. I introduce you to my significant other, husband, whatever you name it, we fall out and you start dating them. I don't care if you was just a, I don't care if it was a plus one. Okay. Okay. Maybe, maybe. I mean, I don't thought. have any loyalty to you. So no, that's mm-hmm. what I'm saying. Like the, I, the idea is that there's like some code or some sense of loyalty mm-hmm. that's old to, to found and there's We not. build a rapport what, together. Doesn't matter. I can, I can build, I can build rapport with people that work at Whole Foods. And I'll still take their man if I want to. Well, what okay. I'm saying is well, no, okay. there is there is no loyalty mm-hmm. between any, either of either party because they are not what they're not friends. They're not friends. They're not, they're friends. not friends now. But they're but if they were friends, like now if this was Shami, like if this was Shamia getting divorced and this was Shamia's ex husband, 
Listen, there's a reason the ultra-wealthy have been investing in fine wine for centuries. Historically stable returns and a lack of volatility make it stand out compared to traditional assets, especially during a downturn. But now you can invest alongside with them with Vint. Vint is an SEC-qualified investment platform that offers shares of the most sought-after wines in the world. So join the thousands of investors diversifying with fine wine and spirits. Learn more at VINT.co. For full investment disclosure information and more, visit VIN. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and your first wager is risk-free up to $1,000. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. Virginia only. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-888-532-3500. Then it would be like, Portia, that's some trifling ass shit because ain't no way. There's no way. Because these these are best friends, yeah. Because that's your best friend. Like we like there's a relationship. But there were some people even saying, oh well, I mean, if it happens with your best friend, then it happens. What? Sorry, we ain't doing that. Well, I don't know. Grown people can do what grown people people do. And I mean, also another part that uh, Tammy brought up is about like the production, like and I also did this too. Remember Kenya a couple years ago talked about Portia getting the uh the the what was it the Lamborghini? What was the car? She got a car from some African, right? From some African man. And so I'm like, Kenya's insinuating like, is this the African man that bought her the car? <laughs> so, right. So now, if production did find out that T, and then orchestrated for the opportunity for Fallon to come on the show and bringing her in as Portia's friend and like kind of creating this like storyline. It's kind of sad because that means they use Fallon and they're going to throw her away because she's not coming back next season. Oh, of course. She just got offered a spinoff. And yeah, I'm good that you mentioned that. I almost forgot about that. Yeah, she was offered the spinoff. I, me but personally. that was a few months ago before this news broke. So it was already in the works. But Okay, so it was already up. I, I just heard Candy get one too. But yeah, I heard that today. Candy get a spinoff every time. I'm like, week. everybody get a spinoff. Kenya, Kenya, Cynthia basically getting a spinoff with this whole uh, the cast, the. Uh, all star thing. I mean, the ratings for Real Housewives of Atlanta this season was was really low. The ratings were low, so they had to go get this checks from somewhere else. Like we got to make this money off somebody. No, show. And Bravo show. made the right. De- Bravo made the right decision. Let me tell you because I was not waiting on this situation to happen this week mm-hmm. for the next season. Make and, I, and if it was in the works for her to do, um, already have a spinoff. That's per- that's perfect timing because mm-hmm. now we can really get into the now this the show this spinoff can have some teeth and right. you know i know i said before when it first when it was fresh i was like oh you go ahead watch it i'm gonna give her an episode i'm gonna give her an episode shit y'all gonna watch Portia luther king to see what <laughs> to see how she make this movement go forward and that's the thing i had to tell my best friend this because i because we were talking about this periodically i mm-hmm. i don't dislike Portia. I want. I, I just think that some of the decisions is just a little strange, but it's okay. I'm learning that people's values are different than mine. That part. And there we go. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And she's happy, and I think that's one. Yeah. He's happy. Dennis is happy. Simon's happy. Fallon's happy and healing. So I don't know what we mad for. He's okay. happy, happy. Get money, bitch. I mean, that's All right, let me get my let me get my bag anyway. Right, you need to go find your 
Look, well, I'm, so, I'm not going to promote scandals. Like, you need to find some rich friends who got marriage troubles and you just, you just enjoy their pool parties and then eat their barbecue and then do like Portia did and be like, this is a pack ass house. I can't wait to change this wallpaper. And, you know, God will put you in the right place at the right time. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> we are not promoting that. We don't endorse that. Okay. So, I endorse <laughs> You know, I, we talked about this in season one that. I'm a former vice president of the of the SPA. So, mm. you know, luckily Portia doesn't fall into that category. She's like a rebound or a rebound of a rebound. Not and a rebound it works out, it works out. But my thing is like, I'm not expecting Portia to walk down the aisle to this man. I'm not expecting like, no, you know, like I'm not. So you're not, not expecting this to actually. In my brain, right. I haven't thought that far. But like, oh, she's really going to marry this man. Well, I haven't seen her have a successful relationship past Cordell yet. So I don't see that. If she ain't married the dude she had a baby with, well, he also wasn't worth fifty million dollars. I don't know. It's questionable. I mean, this I is a hell of a commission. I just see that this is great. It's her, you know, trying again, trying love again in a, in a strange place. You know, Rihanna wrote a song about that. We found love in a hopeless place. Yeah, hopeless. They both were in hopeless places, and they found love. And it should be celebrated if they're happy. If she walks down the aisle, great. If she doesn't, we'll get to talk about it next season. And it's more content for us. Okay. Right, well, right. Feed us. Feed us, Miss Williams, please. Because, honey, everybody else, not you walked off set, Nene. <laughs> right. Hold on. Wait. My last Okay. Uh, don't do that. Because <laughs> last no, time you. I had to go put my phone on silent. Right, right, right. Oh, yeah. Last time I did that, my laptop cut off. And I had to it cut it. off. I was like, oh, my God. So Joe Budden. Yeah, so oh, good for her. So Joe Budden, then tell me, because I think you're the one that's been following this this topic. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, because I, I really, I really, I really watch. Oh wow. I'm back home. Anyway. I really for you. <laughs> yeah, I really do enjoy watching the Joe Budden podcast, but it looks like the popular show, <laughs> he done kicked off his co-host. And I think it's for good this time. I would have shared the both? screen. Huh? He fired them both. Oh, yeah. They got into it again, I guess, behind the scenes. Oh, and man. he posted the entire episode on his Patreon account, but I was able to, like, you know, get the little free version. Yeah, and now you're in your little, little finesse. A little finesse or whatever. I heard the whole thing, and there were some things that some things that hit the fan. You know, when they came back, the first, because they actually came back and did, a, and did, like, two episodes, but they say they said that shit wasn't, like, it was still kind of weird. Like, you know, when you like fall out with somebody and then like y'all make up and then y'all hang out and it's like weird and you never hang out with them again. No, like, because if I fall out with you, it's, it's very. I forgot. Yeah, yeah, you, you, yeah, y'all Aries, honey. Y'all fall out with people, child. You don't never see them again. Well, I mean, there are 8 billion people on the planet. Like, I don't need you to fuck over me more than more than mm -hmm. once or twice for me to know, like, oh, you know what? You're not supposed to be in my orbit. Okay, well, you know. I could relate to to what had, what they went right. through because as a Libra, I do forgive certain people, not everybody. But um, mm -hmm. when you fall out with somebody and then you hang out with them that one time and it's like kind of weird and you just don't, you know, like okay, well, see you again. You never see them again. That's mm -hmm. basically what happened there. And I guess they still didn't come to an agreement. And Joe Budden went off like he said that he publicly said that y'all fired on oh. the show. I wish I could share the screen, but I can't. I'm on my phone. It's it's whatever. But he said a lot. Like, he even went as far as to say that y'all can't do another podcast because y'all under contract. He started talking about contract stuff? 
I'm like, dang, you the radio? Because mm. he's doing it because of competition. Because you know, radio. I like radio stations. Oh yeah, uh, non-competition like, in their contracts. I'm, I'm like, damn. Okay, I didn't know you could do that with podcasts with shit. I mean, you can do any any form of media. But it's like it's nasty. Like I would never like you. Know what I'm saying like I, I think that this is a conversation that I have because it's I have like un- understanding that with his show, yes, it's called the Joe Budden Podcast. But like, mm-hmm. let's be clear: these co-hosts, not saying that they made the show, but the collaborative, you know, essence of the of the three of them, it, it made a, a a moment in culture and pop culture. I guess at, at some point, this is a popular podcast. And I think that to treat your co-hosts like that, like just like employees, you know what I'm saying? Like technically they are, but like they're also your friends as well. It just it was a little weird for me. Yeah. Well, you haven't tried some shit like that. <laughs> I didn't want to bring up the elephant in the room. Right, like you didn't bring the elephant up in the room or anything. You no, know, I got some problems with you, Derek. You yeah, know. Probably. Well, let's look, let's I'm always about clear air, baby, because I got asthma. Make uh-huh. sure the air is but clean. no, I would never not not that I'm like you know I'm scared of you. Like but like I would never do it because that's nasty. Like you know what I'm saying like there's ways to 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 get what you want to say out of people. Yeah. Like there's times where we've talked about like certain things. I'm like mm, maybe you shouldn't do this or let me do it this way or let's re yeah. go over. yeah. But we do it in a in a respectful way because at the end of the day, like you want the best for the show. Yeah, yeah, and, it's and not it just personal. seems nothing personal. Like he cursed them out on the show. Like I was like for a whole for a whole two hours. See, but that's that New York shit because ain't no way. Nah, he's from Jersey. Huh? Oh, he's from Jersey. Joe Biden's from Jersey, I I believe. That makes sense too. That makes more actually that makes a little more sense. (laughs) I mean they cuss out their parents here, so that because but for a whole two hours, damn. Plus his heart. He'll get over it. So he looking for co-hosts? When he got his other people. Look, they're, they're like, well, I mean, like, look. Hiring? Did you got your resume together? <laughs> Hello? Look, let me t- look, look, look. I mean, I think he's just going to have his other, the other people that was on the last couple weeks. Wait, is this the one that Ruby Ma's on? No, 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 no. This is his podcast. That was the state of the culture or whatever. That was oh, another, okay. that was like a revolt. Co- uh, revo- that was on revolt. Revolt show. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah. Um, this is his personal brand, and I'm and I'm looking at it like, you can't afford this because I remember last time when y'all when y'all first fell out. I know you know we can't look at the dislikes, but you had more dislikes than likes. Like that's not like that's kind of uncommon on YouTube. Like you have to really like piss some people off. I mean, I don't know if people listen really take Joe Budden by himself. Like you think mm-hmm. of Joe Budden as like a as a a curmudgeon, right? So mm-hmm. it only works when he has like some type of conflict or have like a, some like uh, opposing opinion with other people. Like Joe Budden is that type of person you put on a panel to shake shit up because you know he's going to say something crazy or you know he's going to have some, he's going to have an opinion that's valid, but right. his delivery is going to be off. He's going to be very stubborn uh, in when it comes to listening to other people's opinions. He's very much like, well, I just think that Joe Budden by himself isn't good. And so he's gonna have to have what you was about to say is he's like a version of you. Oh no, that's not what I was gonna say. Is he like a version of me? I, I feel like you're nicer, like you're, you're you're nicer, but like you I love when y'all be out here. I just love when people be loud and wrong. That's all. That's the only thing like y'all be, when they be loud and wrong. <laughs> if you're gonna be loud, just don't be loud and wrong. Mm-hmm. I'm all, like that's that's all cool with me. I I just come with y'all with facts. 
we, <laughs> all, we always rewind, 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 rewind. I always try to in, in bring facts to the table because you know, mm-hmm. you know, facts and feelings don't really go well together. So I was like, I don't. Care. It doesn't matter about how I feel about something. I'm right. Just information to you that you can be that's verifiable, and you can have your feelings about it. I don't have any feelings about it. But these are what the facts say. And yeah, that's kind of how we work too. And when you like, like, when you buck the facts, it's like, hey, yeah. you hear yourself? Like, this is the fact. You're not talking about how you feel. This is the fact. <laughs> but that's just me. Right, right, right. And I guess that's how, that's how we gotta kind of get into our banter because, like, you, yeah, you bring the facts. I'm more. Of, and you're the Libra. Hey. That's how I feel about it. This is. Oh, I feel that. Man. Look, <laughs> I don't care. Look, <laughs> this is my opinion. I was like, and these are the facts, okay? And then I'd be like, now my opinion on this fact is this. Mm-hmm. However, these are the facts. But yeah, well, good luck to Joe Budden and to whoever you know decides to sign that horrible contract to be um, <laughs> be walked on like Mal and Ward. I mean, that was di- it was diarrhea of the mouth. Like you, I mean, you sure? I mean, I'm sure there's gonna be people that's gonna want to that's gonna line up to be on his show. Like that's a big platform. But oh damn, I can't do another podcast if we were to like breach con- if we had, if we were to like leave or whatever. You still gonna pay me? Like are they still getting paid? Right, you'd have to pay me. Like you have to buy me out my contract because ain't no way you're gonna tell me I can't do I can't work. <laughs> you fired yes. me and I can't work. You crazy as hell. In what America? This is a whole new America now. Bitch, I'm filing unemployment on your ass. Give me my machine. Shit. I want all my coins. I'm like, damn. Mr. Button. But no, Joe Button, he really got he yeah, it was it was weird. It was it was really, really weird. I had high hopes for them too. I was like, when they came back, I was like, Oh, they're gonna fix this, they're gonna but you know, child. All that testosterone and all that, all that. Mm-mm, don't nobody want to resolve nothing. <laughs> anyway, speaking of shows and you know potentially ending, Ellen. After oh, yeah, 19 yeah. seasons, she announced that she she would not be continuing the Ellen show. She can wait till 20. She could have went 20 seasons. Oh, don't tell her that. She'll get she'll, she'll get attitude with you. Why? You ain't see her in that interview. That girl. Oh my gosh. Well, she said she was blind. I was very organized and like. Yeah, she, no, the girl was like, why not stop it? So the girl literally said, why not stop at 20? She said, I mean, it's it's okay. 19 is good. Like, she was, <laughs> she was. Remember. 19 seasons of the Ellen show. Like, girl, give me 20 and go It home. seemed like she didn't want to end it, judging by that interview. Yeah, I don't think she does, but she just, you know. I think she's kind of, like, forced, but it's like. She's scarred. And here's my thing. Maybe I'm just, like, late to the, late to the, uh, the, the the Ellen conspiracy or whatever. Like I'm about, I'm about to give you my little Sharon right now. Like teach me, educate me. <laughs> what did she do that was that wrong again? Like, I mean, I know. Okay, she was doing a lot of like fucked up shit behind the scenes, but was it that serious? You said she was doing fucked up shit. It's just that it was a toxic work environment. But I mean, it's been 20 years. You can have a toxic work environment for another year. Not. <laughs> Well, yeah, and let's be clear, your favorite talk show hosts, come on. They're, they're nice behind the scenes, really. I don't know. I mean, you know, it's funny. Ellen is one of the people that I wouldn't even suspect to have that kind of workplace. I just feel like they, the type of character she is, mm-hmm. I expect to go backstage at her show and it's like a whole Eminem wall or some some shit. Like, not an Eminem wall. Seems to be hopped up on hot cocoa and, 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 and Adderall. You know, I, don't, I wouldn't see that. Being a toxic place for her. Now, Oprah show, I would, I would probably be walking. Oprah definitely curses somebody else. <laughs> right. Oprah definitely curses somebody else. She got people to curse her off for her, and she'll walk. How y'all doing? 
Well, let me tell you something. Don't ever do that shit again. Right. Close the, right. Close the door, please. Now, I don't know what the fuck was going on out there, but <laughs> never let it happen again. Look, especially with that whole Harry and Meghan Markle thing. Did that boy just tell me that, that we already mentioned it? Y'all, if I ask a question, I'm asking goddamn. Look. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's be clear. Mm-hmm. I mean, those people saying that that you can't touch her, you can't look at her the wrong way. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I just feel like I, I feel like who Ellen? Yeah, Ellen. You can't look at her. Like there was people that there was a lot of people that said you can't like look at her somewhere. You can't touch her. Why like, you? Want to touch her? Well, it's Ellen. Like you know, oh my god, like I want a hug or something like that. Like you know. oh okay. Well, Ellen used to be very personable when she was a comedian. Like her shows and stuff like that, she's always been like, you know. But after a while, I think that people get tired of being like it becomes like, like a PTS almost. Yeah, it's just like, like everybody want to touch you, everybody want to say hi to you, take pictures. Yeah, like, 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 yeah, that's the show. I'm going home <clears throat> to people I know their names. Okay, don't touch me, mm-hmm. don't even look my way. Oh, mm, what kind of. <laughs> I did think about stuff like that. It's like, what if you get like super, super like Beyonce famous, and it's like it could be annoying. Like you can't go, you can't do the stuff that you used to do yeah. without a bunch of I people. Know that my anxiety would take the best of me. I love people, but at the same time, I don't like people. So I'm gonna love you. I'm gonna give mm-hmm. you all this energy, but you gotta protect yourself because everybody ain't got everybody ain't mm-hmm. maybe touching on everybody. You can't share space with everybody. Um, because energy is contagious, so I'm with the whole like don't touch me thing unless I know your energy. Right. One other thing, um, they said that M- sources close to NBC say that they want to uh, have Tiffany Haddish take over the t- the slot. Yeah, I saw her guest host. I, you know, I have this like love hate relationship with Tiffany Haddish. I think that she is like Aunt Jemima. She has very like an Aunt Jemima t- style of humor, and. Um, <laughs> No, but I mean, she's like Tracy Morgan. Is like she's like a female Tracy Morgan to me. It's like they're funny, but they're not that funny. You know what I mean? It's like mm-hmm. uh, like Jim Carrey. Now Jim Carrey is hilarious. He's a hilarious like physical actor, but um, he has range. But even like looking at, at the early part of his career, like Ace Ventura, like the overacting kind of thing, I feel like that's her stick. And I just. This is noise. It doesn't relate as real to me. Mm-hmm. So it's gonna be interesting to see her as a talk show host. I saw her interview with um um damn, I don't wanna mess her name. What up. would she talk about? Like I, I, I don't what's know. The, what's, the girl, what's the girl name that uh played Billy Holiday? Audra Day. Yeah. I watched the Audra Day interview when she was guest hosting on Ellen. And I was like, that's cute. Like, you know, I feel like she mm-hmm. gives a different energy. She gives that Steve Harvey um type okay. energy, which is probably why she's hosting, you know. Um, that kid show uh, that Cosby used to host, but yeah, I mean, I see her on a Comedy Central type thing, like you know, like yeah, with like a, Leslie show. Jones and them, yeah, something like that. They yeah. too- mm. like sometimes we don't want that. Too, we don't want too much of that energy. Like it's, it's. I mean, it's going to be really hard to have a successful show now that, mind you, people are not watching TV like that. I'd rather Regina King get a daytime talk show. Yeah, now that's too serious. <laughs> no, she has a great personality. She's very, very light. I mean, the work that she does can touch on certain themes, but she's a very light person. Like, I feel like the conversation would be more intelligent. Not taking away from Tiffany Haddish's intelligence, but mm-hmm. I'm saying when they're like people that are guests, they're like real, like 
serious topics, like she'd be able to like really give us real good information and like set the tone. Right. He's gonna like mammy everything up, and it's just like not mammy. Called that girl a whole minstrel show. <laughs> I'm not sure about that. But people can say the same thing with me, child. I don't know. Good luck to all of them. I wish her well. It's a it's a yeah. lot to get in a TV show. So we're definitely gonna support it. However, whatever that looks like. Period. You can watch it and tell us all about it. Not I could watch it. <laughs> First of all, I used to always I don't know what time Ellen comes on. So it's like it's, that's the afternoon. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm watching Wendy Williams. Are people who are unemployed or the, the women that still have kids in the home and their husbands don't let them work? Right, 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 right. Like I'm, I'm, I'm watching Wendy, then I'm watching The View, and then I'm working. I'm on my computer next, so I'm working on things. Yes. Like <laughs> that's the rest of the day. But it's good. It'll introduce her to a new audience, and I think that she'll she'll go over well. She's entertaining, so it'll be a good look for her. And it's okay. the next step. It's also a next level. Like you got a daytime talk show. You know, your 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 acting rate just keeps on. Someday we'll hit the report that Tiffany Harris is the highest paid, highest paid black comedian or comedian in the industry. Well, ain't nobody else really in the race, so okay. Yeah, Monique's gonna be pissed. <sighs> Not Monique is gonna be the little Kim. Oh, oh. let me stop. Oh, <laughs> Let me stop. Let me stop. She's with Unity. She would never be like that. Um, gonna support. I support that sister. I support that sister. But we gotta Don't understand. Her. <laughs> we gotta understand that. Right. I, let me stop. Right. Anyone? News I and music, huh? Oh, thanks, babe. You made me a drink because have this rule: we don't drink alone. Oh. So you make a drink. You gotta make me one. Then if I make a drink, I have to, you know, negotiate whether or not he wants. I was about to go to the liquor store, give me a damn wine, but I don't know. I'm probably going to drink later because. Oh, speaking of liquor, make sure that you guys stay tuned because later in the show we have a special guest. Yes, we do. Miss LaCour. Hirsch LaCour is going to be joining us um, probably in the next 10, 15 minutes. So make sure that you keep watching. So now, what else is going on in music? We'll move to the news and music section. Right. Something I got so far. Well, academics did say that uh, there could be some beef between Rick Ross and Meek Mill, apparently. Um, oh, Lord. Rick Ross done got skinny and started beefing with everybody. <laughs> well, yeah, they, they said that um, there was some kind of party that I guess Meek was kind of like barred from or whatever. I was like, oh. Well... <laughs> Was he vaccinated? It could be a reason. That could be, look, he probably wasn't vaccinated, guys. Look, look. He's like, you, ain't okay. you can't come here, boo. You can't come in here, honey. You got to get that. You, you need that. You, with the, the vaccination passport. passport. Right. Where's your vaccine passport? You heard about that, too. They said um, they said that there's going to be, like, a certain time, like, people that got vaccinated don't have to wear a mask anymore or whatever. But, like, the people that didn't get vaccinated, you still got to wear your mask. I'm like, who? How y'all going to check that? I don't know how that's going to be ready. I'm about to walk around with my damn... I got my damn look here. Here's the proof. I'm always looking. Well, you know, my genetic. I'd rather just wear a mask. Uh, where <laughs> is the CDC hiring for um for vaccine enforcement? Because I, I I work at somebody that's first. I'm sorry. Can you show your card, please? Oh, I'm sorry. You got to put your mask on. Can, can I see? Can I see your card, please? Oh, you got to put your mask on. This is what I don't like about that though. And we we, we digressing, but it's it's whatever. I don't like yep. how everyone is saying that. Oh, it's, it's a choice. It's a choice. It's a choice. But it's not really a choice if I can't 
do certain things. If I can't go here, I can't go to college. I can't do this. No, it's still your choice. It's your choice, but choices have rewards and consequences. The reward of getting vaccinated is that because you're not going to be out here spreading this virus that's been killing people, you get a chance to, you know, go back to regular life before those who are still at risk. Without getting the vaccine, you're still at risk. You get the vaccine, the risk is uh, increased by almost 90%. So... Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. You know, for centuries, the ultra-wealthy have been putting their money where their mouths are by investing in fine wine. And now, with Vint, you can do that too. At Vint, we offer SEC-qualified investment opportunities of fine wine and spirits curated by our experts with portfolio managers. With Vint, you can invest and diversify into the most sought-after assets that have a history of price appreciation. Learn more at VINT.co. For full investment disclosure information and more, visit VINT.co. You know, there is a there is a reward to getting vaccinated for people who say, I want to just go back outside. I want my freedom. Well, you know, look at history. What happened during smallpox? Like you have to, these are these are things. And we, we spoke about this months ago. I was like, this is what's going to happen. This is going to be down the pipeline, because when even when it came to schools, they required certain immunizations before you get admitted to, to public schools. Um, and that's from K through 12 all the way to to um, the university level. You have to show your immunization record because they don't want to put other people at risk for catching a virus or catching right. something that could be debilitating. So at, while we're in the middle of this national, this global public health emergency, that's just that's just how it goes. If you do these steps that decrease the virus, then you have privilege to do X, Y, and Z, like vaccine privilege, if you will. So it was it was it was it was bound to happen. Um, this is bound to happen. And so now is, people will have a choice to make. Either you wait it out to where, you know, we reach herd immunity and the virus, you know, goes on by this business and the numbers drop relatively low and your risk of catching it as an unvaccinated person is lower because mm. enough people around you have been vaccinated or have, have caught the virus and have built up immunity to it. That way it's not a, a, a very present danger, but at the moment it's still killing people. And so it was bound to happen. So now yes. this is just the next phase of like how do we get to the other side? And unfortunately, this is the, this is the oil in the water in the bottle, and you just have to figure out which side which side you're which you side, know, honey. Yeah, which drop vaccinated and be able to do everything or not? Well, okay. Anyway, more more over on some music. Lil Nas X will be dropping his new single uh, next week. Actually, oh, okay. um, sun goes down. Yeah, clip. Yeah, I mean, clip out. Is there like uh, a clip? Is yeah, like a, he, he's been posting on he's been posting on TikTok. I've heard it a little bit. It sounds a little rappy, so ooh, yeah, we're gonna get some raps from him. That's good. That's interesting. Finally, they've been saying yeah. he's a rapper for the past four years, and they ain't heard not one rap song. Not heard not one bar. Okay. Well, another song is coming out that day too. What? What's coming on? Oh, oh, it's, oh wait, Lil Nas X is dropping a song on May twenty first. Yeah, it's next week. Oh, oh wow! Next next Friday, you say? Yes. Wow, that's gonna be a major day for music. 
It is. I'm so excited. I hear that Chop is dropping on that day. Uh-huh. Right. Are you excited? Because that's your favorite song. It is. I cannot wait to be able to stream it and share it. And, you know, it's actually all my- so much fun. We're going to do a, we're gonna do a um, we'll do a listen on the show. Well, I was going to ask you about that. Yeah. Yeah, we can definitely do a listen on mm-hmm. the show and get people to go and stream it and we can talk. I was also thinking... No, never mind. No, I was thinking of doing like a because I wanted to get back to doing my reaction videos. But I guess you're gonna do a music video for that? For Chop. I intend on doing a music video for Chop. I'm just praying that the funding sources come through. Well, if that and happens, we'll do a reaction video on it. Yeah. Well, I mean I'll have you on you'll talk about like the different scenes and stuff like that. Like you know how reaction videos work. Yeah. Right. Yeah. This um, that's the plan. I'm hoping to do a music video mm-hmm. this summer. I also have a um there's other another song that I'm working on. Um and hopefully I'll be able to get in the studio next week. I just talked to my engineer the night before last um, called uh, Outside. Mm-hmm. A little summer bop about being outside and like finally like getting back okay. into those spaces and the beaches and the parks and all those things. So that's going to be cute too. I'm excited about this summer. It's going to be a good, a good little summer in the dollhouse. So, so Sun Goes Down. This is the one where he's, um, where he's in the, like the all white. So he did that. He went to hell last last. Uh, mm-hmm. So this is the this is the single that he's dropping in heaven, right? Well, hopefully <laughs> he'll be twerking on St. Peter. No. Oh no, <laughs> we don't know what he's gonna be doing, but it, it, he seems to be. This seems to be like a different uh, theme, mm-hmm. and you know, I did say this earlier. I was like, you know, I'm glad that he he's able to express himself with the first one, right. but I will say, like the the. Theme is gonna have to change because you know a lot of people they're not ready, they ain't ready, they ain't ready for it. <laughs> but I think this is gonna be good. I think this is gonna be like we're gonna get some bars. We're gonna really see um how he is with a rap song, you know. And it sounds a little track too. I'm like, okay, all right. Well, can't wait to hear it. We love the song, we're all gonna buy it. We're all gonna buy it. <laughs> anyway, let's get into reality check. You already know what the time it is. Oh, yay. Yay, yay, yay. All right. Well, today we have the honor of bringing on um, one of the faves from the cast of Chasing LA. Um, Over the past few weeks, we've been kind of reporting uh, out about this show. If you haven't checked out the web series, go to YouTube. It drops um, every Thursday night at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, now, Hershey LaCour was born in St. Louis, grown in Atlanta, Georgia. He's a new reality star. He's a TikTok personality and one of the best up and coming drag queens in the L.A. scene. She's your best friend. She's your homegirl. She's your favorite auntie from the legendary house of Jete in Los Angeles, California. She is Hershey LaCour Jete. So let's try to bring her on. Yes. Hi. Yes. What's going on? What's going hey, on? Hey, Hershey. Yes, we can hear you. We can hear you. How are you? Another day, another quarter, child. Ain't nothing going on. <laughs> <laughs> another day, another quarter. Well, you look good. Your skin is popping. The hair is hairy. <laughs> Thank the you. Melanin is popping. Okay, pure. We see you Thank now. You. We're going to try to make sure that Darren doesn't fangirl out during this, uh, this interview because he's been talking about you since uh, the, the premiere of this show. Mm-hmm. He was following you on TikTok beforehand. Um, so <laughs> if his computer freeze, just know that it, it wasn't his computer. It was him. He's stuck. <laughs> Not I'm stuck. He's stuck. <laughs> no, but for real, like, oh my goodness. So like, you know, I've been on TikTok. I started doing videos of my own 
and I started following people, and I, you're one of the people that I follow yeah. because I know you you talk you 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 have you get into a lot of debates. Um, Maybe. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I was just like, okay, so that's cool. I, I, Derek had told me about chasing LA, and I looked at the cast, and I'm like, what? Okay, oh, all right. <laughs> so how is it though? How is it? Um, did, did you start off on TikTok? Well, you did they. I'm so see see look. Right, he gave you okay. So <laughs> we're gonna start we'll we'll start with a little background about her. Right. Your little background, All yeah. Right. Okay. So Percy, uh, you told me that you're from St. Louis. Yeah. And uh but you were raised in Atlanta. Um before becoming a reality star, what was life like for you? Like have you always been in drag? Did you start drag when you were in Atlanta or did you do it in LA or like what was your journey from um just your everyday life moving into the lane of an entertainer? So I, when I say grown in Atlanta, my drag, I was grown in Atlanta. I moved, I lived in St. Louis till I was like 22, from birth to 22. Um, and that's when I started drag. Um, Tyler Perry, unfortunately, was my introduction to drag. So <laughs> <laughs> I started playing around with wigs and stuff after watching his plays and videos and stuff. And then that dramatic long story short, that bumped into YouTube. So I started making my own YouTube videos and all that whatnot. And it still gags like people pop up on TikTok saying they remember me from YouTube, which still gags me to this day because I did not think I was that important. But YouTube went into and I, I used to tell people all the time, like, I'm never going to do drag. Girl, those girls do entirely too much. I'm not tr- trying to do all that. Like, that's too much. But um, there was a competition in um, St. Louis uh, and they was give, they were giving five hundred dollars out, um, so I was like, "Oh, that's nothing. I can win it." I was like twenty one at the time, so I was like, "Oh, talent portion, I'll kill that." Mm-hmm. So I walked. In, I invited like twenty people. Um, walked into the dressing room with this dollar store palette of eyeshadow only, and I stole my sister prom dress. And I thought I was about to just annihilate everybody. I walked into <laughs> that dressing room. These girls had assistants and wigs and, <laughs> and mirrors, jewelry. Mm. I like, it was like the scene of a movie. I like, I froze and just looked at everybody like, oh, uh, <laughs> and, I, and I just ran. I like dipped to the, the bathroom. So one of the queens that was in the dressing room, she like saw me and like followed me into the bathroom and came in there and saw me crying. She was like, oh, honey, what's wrong? Like, what's the problem? So I'm blubbering and trying to explain to her why I can't leave. Because 20, mind you, 20 people, if this had been a regular day, I would have just left. Mm-hmm. 20 people are coming to see me. <laughs> so right. I'm, like, I'm blubbering like, oh, I do can. I like, you guys are so beautiful. And I, like, I just got this eyeshadow. Like, what am I going to do? So she's like, girl, hush, and brought me back to the room. And like each queen, like that was in the competition, like gave me something to use. Mm-hmm. So that was my official introduction to drag. Okay. So wait, so were you always with you weren't with the house of Jate before? So no. after, after your first competition or after that experience of doing drag, did you move into like a drag house or did you have like a drag mother or like I didn't get I didn't um my drag house didn't come until like literally two years ago. So I was like doing drag for maybe four years before I had a drag mother. Mm. Um, and that's because I had found my own style of doing drag because I started, like I started professionally in Atlanta. So in Atlanta, for the most part, those are pageant queens, gowns, yeah. hair, to the ceiling, all that stuff. And that's not what I saw my drag ads at the time. Mm-hmm. So nobody really saw it for me. So that's why I didn't have a mother. Okay. Um, I didn't get my performance style and everything down until I moved out here. And that's when I really like made my like craft crispy. Yeah, yeah. So uh yeah. 
my sister, uh, Cornbread, her name is Cornbread Jatay. She saw me first and was like, girl, why you ain't in the house yet? And I was like, oh, girl, you know, ain't nobody checking for me. She was like, okay, fine. Um, she, a week later, that's when Calypso, that's my drag mama, Calypso. She uh, texted me and she was like, okay, you in the house with Jatay now. And that's me making a long, dramatic story short. Like me and Calypso had seen each other like on and off on the mm-hmm. scene up and up until then. So she's always been watching me, but she never really said anything to me about being in the house. It was cornbread that got me in the house. And Calypso was like, okay, she can, she's cool. Okay. So you turned that, I'm pretty sure over the past year and a half of us being locked down. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. You turned your drag into um, a media personality through TikTok. What was yeah. that like for you going from now being a live performer and then having to kind of jump back to social media after your YouTube days and trying to like do these little 15, 60 second videos and building a community there. Like what made you want to do it that way? Oh, well, TikTok still owe me $600. So there was this campaign going around when they, like when TikTok was trying to pop and they hired a bunch of queens, myself included, and they gave us $600. We just had to be on TikTok promoting for a month. Uh, and so, I don't oh, think they expected TikTok to really take off, but of course the pandemic happened, mm-hmm. and boom! So they owe a lot of us six hundred dollars that they still haven't given me. TikTok can't pay you. What? what? Oh no! no There's a lot of us that not that did not get our money. Mm-hmm. Um, but I all I'm always in like even in the drag community, I'm always in contra- what is considered controversial stuff. Like I say my opinion. Like if I feel some type of way about something, mm-hmm. I'm gonna say it. So it was nothing to be in the TikTok space, and I see something, somebody says something that didn't make no sense. I'd be like, "Oh no, girl, that's not, that's not right." What you just mm-hmm. said—that gets me in a lot of trouble, actually, in, in out here in LA too. Because on the drag, the drag community, I'll get into some stuff or say some stuff that don't make no sense to me. So I'll be telling the young queens, "No, girl, you ain't got to deal with that. That don't sound right." No. Right. <laughs> no, I, yeah, and I think like the last topic because I feel like every every. Since I've been on TikTok, every week is a new topic. You know, this topic was the whole bisexuals, uh, women not dating, not wanting to date bisexuals or whatever. And it's still kind of lingering on on TikTok. I'm like... They will not leave me alone. <laughs> they you, still... I, no, for real. I'm looking at your videos. Every, I'm like, yo, it's people in the comments stitching your videos, you stitching them. Like, I'm like, yo, it's... I, I don't get it. I, and I said it on I said it on one of my videos. It's like we don't come we don't ever come to like a common ground with these topics. It's always very divisive. I will say, not on, not saying you, but I'm just saying on both sides I see it mm-hmm. because I do see both sides like attacking each other and it's like, mm-hmm. come on now. We can't we can't I see it. Mm-hmm. The way I explained it to some people because you know, some people I am in my comments like having actual conversations with. It's only those like seven or eight that's trying to make a moment out of it instead mm-hmm. of talking about it. Like that Clitorice, whatever her name is. I can't ooh, I can't stand the child. Oh, but the anyway. one that taps the mic. That's what I call her. Yeah. Woo. So there's some people that want to talk and some people like her that just want to make moments. Mm-hmm. She just wants to be seen. So let I let people like her be seen. But some people do want to talk about it. And the way I see it is we're in a space where everybody like everybody's tired of what What's the word I'm looking for? Mm-hmm. I can't think of the word I'm looking for, but everybody's trying to be seen, but nobody's really trying to listen. Mm. Um, especially with that conversation, I hear, because we were having, in, to be specific, we were having a conversation with, with Black women. And I yeah. hear what they're saying, and I hear exactly how they feel on the subject, but it doesn't apply to the overall situation, if that makes sense. Mm. 
like I get what they were trying to say. I get that they feel like they're under pressure, but it doesn't really apply to the overall conversation that we're having. So it, it turns into a whole bunch of stuff. Like it, it is people on both sides attacking, but I feel like there is a common ground. Just nobody's trying to hear what that is right now. Right. Well, yeah. that seems to be a common place for you to be trying to be a mediator and <laughs> listening to both sides <laughs> and making people hear each other. Because yeah. on this, um, this is your breakout uh, role on, on reality TV on Chasing LA. And since the premiere, you have kind of been the voice of reason. You've been labeled the voice of reason for the show. Um, you, don't seem to, you, you don't seem to be with the drama uh, as much as some of the other personalities are. Who, buddy? Um, <laughs> we just met each other. Right. And that, like, that, <laughs> like, we just met each other. How we are, like, Mm -hmm. How we fight like that, like like this woman and stole your man or something. Like y'all don't know y'all don't know each other. This is the first time we're meeting, um, and I think that you kind of echo what the viewer. You're you're like a viewer that's on the cast. Like what is what is wrong with y'all? Like y'all know each other. You know what yeah. I mean? So, so for uh, we've had um, um, Jayla on the show. We've had Q on the show, and so I want, we want your perspective. Um, how did you find your way onto Chasing LA? Like, um, did you audition for it? It was on accident. Michelle? It was on um, I was, uh, I just finished the last episode of Chasing Dallas. It was around this time last year, actually. Mm -hmm. um, I finished the last episode of Chasing Dallas and just a random thought. I was laying up with my boyfriend. I was just random. I wonder if they casting in LA. It was literally just a random thought. And I went to the Chasing Reality main page and saw mm -hmm. they had just like concluded the uh auditions right so i was like okay i'll just wait till next season whatever that's fine mm -hmm. so i followed um q i followed on dario and i followed the uh producer who was with us at the time blake she's not with us anymore and um it was blake who actually reached out to me and was like i see these pictures like why didn't you audition for the show and i was like oh girl it's fine i'll wait till next season i waited i'm like i waited too late and she was like no like send me a tape like send me what like send how soon can you send a tape i said give me to tomorrow so I woke up mm -hmm. the next day, sent the tape, and they casted me the next week. I was the last one casted on the show. Oh, very oh, wow. good. Look at God. What are you doing? Congratulations. <laughs> what are you doing? You're right on time. Mm -hmm. All right. So now, given the certain situations, now this last episode, because we want to mm -hmm. catch people up. Yeah. This last episode, we got a chance to get it to, to know you more. We've seen yeah. you over the past four episodes kind of being a voice of reason and trying to like cool the temperature between different parties, uh, especially from that crazy dinner. Uh, that <laughs> right, and your your expressions be killing me. Like when y'all went hiking, and you were literally laying there, like, "Well, bitch, I'm gonna stretch while y'all while y'all over here arguing." Yes, right. <laughs> the genuine move was like, I, "We just got pet again." What is mm -hmm. the problem? <laughs> like y'all need therapy. Is what y'all need. You need therapy. Um, so you shared your story, yeah, and I'm I want you to be able to speak on it, but there was a moment between you and Quan the Poet and Jayla mm -hmm. that you hosted at your house. And um, you got a chance to tell us about what 2020 was like for you. Yes. And we didn't get a chance to see you for that, for that journey, but I know that it's probably gonna be a really, really uh, inspirational thing going forward for you. Um, so I'm gonna let you tell us what you shared. Oh, tell us. oh well, yeah. Well, Without making it too dramatic, because listen, yeah. I did not mean to cry in that confessional because that's not my style. Yeah. But um, 
like it just was a lot of things happening back to back to back uh so of course it started with the job i was working at a hotel um they had just gave us two like they gave us two raises like they gave us mm -hmm. back to back raises mm -hmm. and i got a promotion and i just brought my little car for my birthday so like i was good but then you know the job went first and then unemployment was up and down acting a fool of course you didn't know how you was gonna pay your rent yeah. come um november I'm just my uh, my drag mother Calypso. She works for Reach LA, and she was like, go, you know, she was trying to get people in to take testing for the center so they can get funding, so they can show people are coming in and getting their tests. Um, and we got a fifty dollar gift card for I think it was like Target or something. I just mm -hmm. heard money, so I was like, oh, fifty dollars, <laughs> girl, I can go take that real quick. So went in with my friend um, Espy, took the test, um, and it came back positive. My immediate reaction, and I can sit and laugh at it now, but my immediate reaction at the time, like I just like I checked out, like I it was like an out of body experience, like I was looking at myself and I just froze. And I actually went back to apologize to those people because I scared the the hell out of them because I like checked out and I was just like staring into blank space. Mm -hmm. So they asked me, Do you want to take it again? I was like, Yeah, just just run it again. Let's do it one more time. Come on. That ain't right. That's all right. So they tested again and came back positive, and I was just I was no good. I just, I checked out. I had to think about, I just, I, I just my mindset was on, well, what am I going to do now? Like, what is this going to look like next? I couldn't, just hearing it, I just couldn't fathom, like. Yeah. I couldn't take, I couldn't take it. And then it brought back a whole bunch of stuff that I, like, had buried for literally up until that point, like, years. Um. I my before my boyfriend my last encounter like with a partner I was uh, raped, so after that situation I like I cut men off period like I wasn't doing anything with anybody I just I didn't want to be touched yeah and I had to like I had for while that was I did I took that test maybe like it was either the week before the show or the week after our first filming. Mm -hmm. It was week before or week after. I can't remember, but that's why I was so checked out in that first episode because I just was still in. You just found out. Setting him. You had just found out before y'all started taping. Literally, the when we started taping, I found out. I can't remember if it was the week oh, wow. before or the week after. Mm. So yeah, I was going through that the whole time. Yeah, and then on top of that drag, December or when December came, um, California had cut off everybody's eating, um, our unemployment. So all I, like we had no money to pay our rent, or anything like stuff was happening back to back to back. So it just, I checked out of every. I just because I'm starting to babble. I literally just I I checked out of everything. So all they arguing and stuff, girl. I was like, every time I got to a group event, I was like, girl, this again, like. I can't mm -hmm. <laughs> right. For real. I got time with this. But no, I had to revisit. I just, I just had to tell some honest truths to myself. Like, yeah. on top of being assaulted, I had to be honest with myself about, okay, it's easy to say, yeah, that man might have did it. But was I really taking care of myself that whole time up to then? Like, right. was I really strapping up each time I had a session? Mm -hmm. Like, and the what's messed up about it is i never really know so i gotta that's why i'm honest i was being honest in the show like i'm never gonna know i'm being honest with myself i don't know how i feel like i just gotta get to, to today i'm good i just need to get to tomorrow and then tomorrow i'll get to the day after that because i'm not gonna act like it's it's easy
because I'm still working through saying, you know, I was assaulted. And mm-hmm. after that, I got to work through saying, okay, now I have HIV. Actually, saying saying I have HIV is easier than getting through the part of being assaulted because I still got to deal with that. Yeah, that's that's that. Yeah. Yourself. Are you so so? I used to also I probably used to do what your your house mother or your drag mother is doing. I worked mm-hmm. at an LGBTQ uh, youth center and we would refer them to services and we'd host events. Um, as far as get for testing and things like that. And so there have been times when we'd have clients who would come in and uh, they'd get tested and we'd have to share with them their results and then kind of refer them to services. Like, okay, first thing we're going to do is going to go let a doctor check you out to make sure there's nothing else that's going on with you. And then yeah. the next thing is to, to link you um, to a therapist or link you to a counselor that will be able to help you kind of Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Listen, there's a reason the ultra-wealthy have been investing in fine wine for centuries. Historically stable returns and a lack of volatility make it stand out compared to traditional assets, especially during a downturn. But now you can invest alongside with them with Vint. Vint is an SEC-qualified investment platform that offers shares of the most sought-after wines in the world. So join the thousands of investors diversifying with fine wine and spirits. Learn more at VINT.co. For full investment disclosure information and more, visit VINT.co. Int.co. Mentally deal with this new information, and then we'll set you up so we can, you know, plan your life out so you can be be healthier and whole. So, um, with you sharing that part of your story last night, mm-hmm. what are some of the the other steps that you have taken to make sure that you are, you know, mentally good? Like I know that you said you're still dealing with the fact that you were sexually assaulted before that. Are you are you currently in therapy? Are you in counseling? Are you participating in support groups? Have you found, um, outside of your boyfriend, have you mm-hmm. found a support system and put something around you to kind of help you through this process? Uh, for the most, I haven't seeked any, but like I, I did reach out for uh, professional help when I first got diagnosed um, as far as therapy, because I'm in a program now that, you know, gives me assistance with all that. Mm-hmm. But I didn't follow, follow up with it because it was still a struggle to like hear it. Yeah. When I first happened, the only the only reason um, I had enough strength to like put it on the show was because I had just talked to my other friend who, when we were in Atlanta together, he was diagnosed and he was just we were going through how he felt about like saying it out loud and the stuff. We have similar similar experiences as far as our background, like growing up through church and how we feel about our parents and our families and me saying it out loud was me speaking it for him mm-hmm. and i'm kind of mm-hmm. using that as my therapy right now um, okay. just saying it out loud is helping me because he's not in a or to my understanding he, i don't want to speak for him but to my understanding he's not in a space where he can freely say it to a lot of people right. and all i see right now is even in the in, even in my inbox right now a, a lot of people are messaging me saying that they don't know how to say the words and I think while I, I think while I'm moving through the the getting through it or process so fast is because 
I don't know. I'm trying to word it correctly. I'm not going to word. Sorry. I, I want to. There's a lot of shame. I think HIV wins mm. because of the shame that we get like thrown at us for a mistake that anybody can make and get caught up with at any time. Like nobody right. is safe from it. Right. And because we have it, we're like demonized for it. I saw my friend demonized for it. I've seen a whole bunch of people demonized for it. I'm not guilt free and demonizing other people for having it. Right. So I don't know. It was something freeing in, in expressing it and then getting all that back from people who also have it in here. And just, I'm glad that you said the words because sometimes I can't. So yeah. that's how I'm working my way through it, being mm -hmm. I, I, being honest with myself and being honest with what I'm going through and not trying to bury it anymore. Cause that, you know, that only got me so far. Like mm -hmm. I buried it for as long as I could. Now I gotta like, you gotta deal with it. Now you gotta live in it. Yeah. And I felt like that scene was very important for a lot of people that, that you just said that they that has trouble saying it. Yeah. yeah. Now, did you, now was this you sharing that on the show? Mm -hmm. Was that the first time that maybe your family and friends heard it, or had you already had gone through the process of being able to share? Because it's first of all, it's nobody's business. In, in the yeah. Place. But also, from what I what I've seen is that that's also a process of kind of sharing and kind of kind of I won't say catharsis, but like to be like I'm a person living with HIV. I'm not a person with, with HIV, but I'm a person yeah. living with this you know just like somebody that has diabetes or just like somebody that has such and such it comes with a different level of care and like just for your own health have yeah. you had conversations with your family and friends or was this the announcement that we saw last night the only part people i told up into that particular moment was my boyfriend of course because i wanted him to go get tested like fat like i you gotta go get tested right now and then i told my sister who lived with me at the time um but as far as literally everybody else I know, that was the announcement. My mom is in my phone right now. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, so your mom found out last night. Yes. Like of us. Oh, yeah. wow. Well, we may have to bring you back. I want to know what that conversation was like, honey, because I'm sure that she, I'm, I'm sure that, because um, you're you're from the South. I guess Missouri is considered the South, right? Midwest, yeah. Midwest. South adjacent, yeah. South is kind of like that. Um, and, um, you know, I, I have a mom and I know that. Being the being the parent of a first of all a black gay man, period. Yeah. There's so many fears that come with it, and mm -hmm. you also spoke about um, when you came out. It was like we just don't get sick. Yeah, and that's immediately the first thing you think of is like, okay, well, this is the lifestyle that you're in, and yeah. it's associated with the AIDS epidemic, right? So the first thing you think is you can go out there, and you're gonna catch that. Yeah, so that's the big, the big bad wolf, right? Yeah, it was said to me too. Yeah, that, that right. was right, and um, and that can be. That can be something really heavy to carry, even when you don't have it, right? Because yeah. you know, this, like you said, the stigma and the shame that comes with it. People automatically think that we're nasty or that you know we, we're carrying disease, like we're like rabbit dogs or some shit like that. Yeah. Um, and I know that that if you do have a good relation, if you do have a good relationship with your mother, I'm sure that that's going to be a very um, heart wrenching conversation. But there may be a, a moment of healing there uh, and compassion. I hope that's what you get in that conversation. So only, only, we want it to be too heavy. No, right. <laughs> we want to be too heavy because you would look. You were here when I during the pre-show when I was trying to put these put my my myself together. I was I told Quentin um, when I was trying when we were reaching you before the show. I was like I'm sitting here, I was like, sitting here got me tearing up at this TV 
and uh, hugging through the screen. I know, like I was like, oh my god! Like, I didn't expect that. For everybody mm -hmm. said that, I really didn't expect that reaction from everybody. I genuinely did not. You're the phase. That's what happens. Yes. So you, you really, you, you are a person that I think an an objective viewer can connect mm -hmm. with you because it you you don't seem to be acting um, as much as some of your other castmates. Like it seems like a lot of them. Yeah. They put yeah. Up, yeah. Right. <laughs> like, you know, like that red light comes on and then like they put yeah. switch. Honey. Like, and it's like every scene, you just like, what is I think you, you and Jeremy. I think you and Jeremy, because Jeremy be like, What's going on? Right, you know. Oh yeah, like, I had a view on who oh yeah, that's mm-hmm. Right. Although they love Jeremy. <laughs> right, right. What is, what is happening? Here? No, I think um what Jayla and, and uh, Alicia, they was like all over him. I was like, okay. Oh, who? Jeremy? Oh, mm -hmm. oh well, child, we they now. love them some Jeremy, child. Uh -huh. <laughs> so now, now we get to get into the mess. Uh-oh. Um, <laughs> we get to get into the mess. So this last episode, there was this explosive um, scene that happened at the Love and Hate Party that was hosted <laughs> by Andre um, or Akon. Missy Elliott whisperer himself, um, and T Pain and Quan. Um, I ask you the same question, like throughout the season, like it's like every show, there's like this, there's there's an explosion, right? There's always yes. there's always drama. There's gonna be a fight. Um, is there a moment where there's like real? healing that takes place in you all as a group collectively like you know you mean with everybody well yeah i mean as a cast as a group yeah like when you get to the other side of these these <laughs> I mean, all of it seems really petty at the moment just from what we're seeing it's like the level of the level of intensity that people are approaching these situations with mm -hmm. this seems kind of misplaced and it does seem like they're carrying you know what i mean um and you know, there are people who critique the show. Um, there are people who are part of part of your production house that critique the show. Uh, <laughs> right. Right. Like, right. Less. Um, right. But as far as, like, you know, with you being in the group, is that the role that you play? Do you feel that you play that role for them? Like, is that going to be your thing where you're the one that kind of like makes people kind of. I don't think that. In particular, is my role. I think, like I, I do. When it comes to everybody's issue with the other person, I see exactly where it started and why it is the way it is now. Mm -hmm. I think the reason why the issues are remaining issues is because some people in the group don't want to get past what it is because they want to be right in their in their separate situations. Mm. And I said it in the, I think it was the second episode, like I can get past the fact that we had a rough first night because the filming was weird. Production kind of had a switch mids, like at the beginning of our season, production kind of had a switch and it kind of threw us all off. It's all our first time doing this. I see where everybody kind of got thrown off. Right. If everybody took two seconds, which is, I mean, which is speaking for myself, which is what I did. Like I could have been mad, like just using an example, King Payne, had his comment at the beginning. I could have took that and ran with that for the rest of the season. It was for me, it was no reason to. I took a step back. Okay, girl, 
But the difference how is in how you handle it. <laughs> you showed him that the girls get coin. You invited yeah. him to see you right. collect your coins and ducats. And it shut it down all the way. Like it's There's nothing else to talk about. Right. There's nothing else to talk. And that's what I'm getting at. I think everybody just the arguments that you see happen all the way to the end. To me personally, and they can feel however they're gonna feel about it. To me, is them not wanting to get past it. It's them wanting to be right in their arguments, not wanting to get past it. Because the arguments that they're having, they can if they really wanted to. If they wanted to be over it, they could have been. Okay. So, what do you? What advice would you give to other newcomers? This was. Have you all wrapped the season? Or are you all still taping? Um, I think I'm tape. I was supposed to have a certain ending um, for the show, um, but. Q is asking me to film something else because I don't think we're going to be able to use it. Um, but I'm going to talk about it at the end of the, like, okay. our, our, our rap. We, we we wrap all it. Mm -hmm. You all are still in production. Okay. Yeah. So we still okay. have Mortis T of you. Um, we didn't want to Not as far as group scenes, like group scenes and shit like that. No, we don't. But as far as like adding little tidbits, like extra stuff for y'all to see, yeah, that. Okay. Oh, okay. Um, all right. So now that, like I said, we're going to get to the mess. Who, two people. Who are your two favorite cast members that you feel are your closest? Like, who are your your two right of eyes on the cast? I'm, too, I'm the closest to right now mm -hmm. uh, would be Jeremy and Quan. Jeremy and Quan. Yes. All right. And who are the two people on the cast that you would totally social distance from in the real world? <laughs> like, not talk to him ever again? That right. you would be totally comfortable. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. You know, for centuries, the ultra-wealthy have been putting their money where their mouths are by investing in fine wine. And now, with Vint, you can do that too. At Vint, we offer SEC-qualified investment opportunities of fine wine and spirits curated by our experts with portfolio managers. With Vint, you can invest and diversify into the most sought-after assets that have a history of price appreciation. Learn more at VINT.co. For full investment disclosure information and more, visit VINT.co. None right. of them, honestly. None of them. I don't have an issue with anybody. That's only, and that's not me trying to be politically correct. Because yeah. I've got to know yeah. these people, so they're all actually, like, believe it or not, Andre King, um, Frank, all of them are actually really sweet people. Mm -hmm. They just got thrown into a situation that I don't think none of them were prepared to like navigate. Okay. okay. Like it may yeah. sound tacky, but I like watched reality TV and like studied reality TV before I got on this. So like I knew. Like we cool with production, but the production still has a job to do. Right. So I wasn't mm -hmm. gonna give them anything that they could use against me. <laughs> you did bring up Derek, you brought up Fran. Um, you know, we talked about this a couple episodes ago about like the whole um being, you know, the non binary the, and the, the non binary thing. thing. Yeah, because mm -hmm. we kind of see that come back up towards yeah. the end of this little argument or whatever, and it's like I don't, I don't, I just, I mean, I don't, I want to, I want to be respectful. You get what I'm saying? But it's like, boy, come on now. It's like, yeah, it looked a little convenient when he was like, oh no, I'm not, okay. Well, we didn't know that. You, well, for the record, he, he identifies as non-binary. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
which is his gender expression. Yeah. Right. But I think the argument was the the when she was referring to him, and I'm talking about um, Alicia Love, and she called him a gay man. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, well, him being gay or him liking men could could be correct. Should she have called them a gay them, and it would be okay? I was so confused by that whole. So that with that with that moment. With that moment, she and was we'll probably get what Fred, we're gonna get you on the show and we'll we'll get <laughs> that was one of the bit that was like one of the examples of like the whole first night. I tell everybody the first night to me was alcohol and misunderstandings. Like everybody was drinking, mm-hmm. everybody was lit, and then everybody kept misunderstanding what the other person was trying to say. But again, so, alcohol and misunderstandings. That's not like a mixtape. <laughs> <laughs> Look at you artists. Right, I'm like alcohol and misunderstandings. Alcohol and misunderstandings. I think that whole situation could have got past if, first of all, the first thing that happened was Jayla and um, Alicia were misunderstanding each other, and mm-hmm. they were into it. And Fran tried to jump in. Alicia um, did say he was a gay man. That was her perception. And when he said, don't call me a man, you don't know what I am, you don't know what I identify as, she did ask, well, what are you? What do you identify as? And he didn't answer her in that moment. Hmm? He didn't answer her. Well, he was already so, on the defensive then. He'd yeah, he was, already, that, he was already, that's what I'm saying. Misunderstanding, it was already gone. All, all, all Frank had to do was say, I identify as non-binary. And Alicia would have said, well, you need to, basically what Alicia wanted was, them out of you know right them out of the, con- okay. having, right, them out of the conversation let them have grown women business basically exactly mm-hmm. and i think the only reason not that it makes it right but the only reason he was saying that or they were saying see here i go the only reason that friend <laughs> was saying that well you're a man i think that was just you know they were already trying to cut each other at the throat right. so he threw a dagger and it just was a little bit bigger on screen that whole night that like they cut a lot out. That night was at least like three to three and a half hours, I'll say at least oh of just argument back to back mm-hmm. to back. Once two finished, two more got started, and then three more got started after that. <laughs> well, we only got to see we only got to see five people engaged in each other. What did we miss? Exactly. So what so spill the tea. What did we miss? Quan, what you missed Quan and Alicia, Q and uh Quan and Alicia. You gotta yes. at the table. Yes, this is on the table. Quan and Alicia got into it. D Hawkins and Alicia got into it. Um, Jayla. This is over the this, this is over the Coke situation, right? This that's probably, the, that's when the Coke situation popped up. Okay. Um, King Payne and uh, boop, 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 uh, Andre, of course. Fran and Jayla had a little tip for tat. Yeah, I thought they were. Oh. They're cool, but it was a small tit for tat that they like. They kind of like Jayla had to check friend a little bit, and then they got into it. Mm-hmm. There were two blow ups where they like everybody got up and left the table. Just <laughs> that night was, and this is me trying to remember. Like this is six months ago at this point. Like right. the first right. night was a lot, and then all the arguments that you're seeing now is people not getting over that first night. That first night. That first night. That's mm-hmm. child. I mean the grudges. I mean, like, I mean, what's your sign though? Sagittarius. I have a Sagittarius sun, Aries moon, Leo Sagittarius. Wow. Okay, so I'm a Libra. I I don't know why I thought you was a Libra because, like, it just seemed like you you give off Libra energy. I got a Libra in my chart somewhere. I think it's my Uranus. Mm -hmm. 
My Uranus. Is that what Uranus? You Uranus? Uranus? <laughs> no, you said Uranus. We, we, we real bad. <laughs> <laughs> Not my Uranus, your Uranus. Oh. Um, but yeah, as an Aries, I feel like in that situation, I probably would have been like, check please after the first hour. And okay. I'm, I'm gonna catch y'all at the next event. No, listen, so that was me. I was trying to get the, but the waitress would not, she was so scared she wouldn't come back. Cause I was just trying to get my beverage. I was at least, at least like, I actually got my drink. I'm like, I so what y'all saw of the drink, the when y'all saw, every time y'all saw me with the drink, that was an hour and a half into the arguments. I didn't get my drink for an hour and a half. I counted. So we were already deep into the arguments by the time I got my drink. So these people are arguing and mad and drunk while you're sitting there sober. <laughs> and confused. Hell no. <laughs> sober and confused. That's like a, that's another big That's why I'm just understanding sober and confused. I it's one it. thing I hate two drunk people arguing when I'm so child. You be like, oh, you better cut it out before I slap both of you. Take a nap. Me this whole time. Like, huh? We're very good. Well, tell the people, what can we look forward to, to seeing you? Huh? Oh, oh. I, I, well, before the show, you know, my boyfriend is a super fan of, of Miss LaCour. And <laughs> I, I, had this, I had this question down in my notebook, but I wasn't going to ask. I was like, okay, maybe we, we, can, we can get to the mess, but not too much mess. That's fine. D. Hawkins makeup episode. That's none of my business. <laughs> <laughs> now, see, we wasn't even going to mention. Now, um, look. Um, <laughs> so the only reason we I all have our burdens to bear, right? The only reason I brought that up is because we all are friends, and I think, um, yeah, D. Hawkins has like he has his own like style. Like I love the stuff that he wears. Like I would probably wear everything that he has. However, we were kind of like shell shocked when the confessional you. came out and he was looking like Tammy Roman on season one. And it just, it wasn't adding up. Like, it was like, wait, what is happening? Like, I know he had, he had the last thing we saw him. He, me and he said he was thing. trying to stir up controversy. He was trying to get the people talking because he had just dropped his new song last week. So he wanted to get the people talking and that he did too. So, so that confession was taped recently. It was, that one was taped maybe like, it's May now, maybe like a month ago. Oh, okay, mm. well, that makes more sense. So I was like, well, because the last episode, like, I'm dead. I'm like, damn, he grow his beard back fast as hell. Like, right, I, I thought it was makeup too. I'm like, Ooh, okay, right, now, wait a minute. <laughs> wait a no, minute. I was, and, and people, everybody is, has been inboxing me, and I'm assuming Jayla and Alicia saying, why do y'all help him with that makeup? And why? Why didn't I wasn't consulting. Why help him? Why y'all ain't nobody like of all the people that are on the show that deal with makeup daily, whether it's personally or professionally? Like, there had to be somebody like. Says, let me let me just contour you real quick. I was not consulted. <laughs> work on that. We got to make sure this is a team effort, okay? When one look bad, everybody look bad, okay? And I was not consulted. We said that's none of my business. Mm -hmm. Ain't none of my business. Child. We'll go for season two. We just we gonna make sure Quinn, if you listening, if you watching, just make sure that before they do these confessions, just consult the people with the brush. Somebody. You like it? I love it. <laughs> that's where I'm at. <laughs> Uh, it scared me. We didn't know what was happening. Because at first I was like, who is this? And let me tell you something. Right. Production is mess and production is messy too because if you go back and watch that episode, his very first confessional, they did a slow pan up to his face. I said, y'all knew what y'all were doing when y'all did that. I said, Q, you messy and you knew what you were doing. Repeat. And I won't be convinced any other way. 
I was like, now wait a minute. Now I didn't I'm like now we about to tip into like a Jalen Lauren England storyline. I didn't know what was happening. Baby. But it it was it was fierce and not in the mm. fierce like fierce way. It was fierce as in like, oh my God, what's happening here? <laughs> oh my God. Oh you my know God. what? Well, you, you gonna commit to it and you make the decision, commit to it is all I knew to say. But he can send me that wig. He can send me that wig. He can't right. send me that unit. Right. <laughs> send me the wig. Send me the wig. Send me the piece. Okay. He did that. Well, thank you so much, Hershey, for joining us today. Um, we won't take too much of your time, but you were such a pleasure to have. Let the people know where they can find you and follow you and what we can look forward to seeing you next. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Wait, stop. Before you do that, are you going to audition for RuPaul's Drag Race? I cannot legally answer that. Oh, oh my God. No, because I asked that when you were live. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh my God. We okay, can't right. legally answer if we if we apply if we apply, we cannot not. legally confirm or deny. Right. Which means deny. that you apply because you can't confirm or deny. So tell me what you mean. Find you. you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> <laughs> so across all social social media. So TikTok, Instagram, and what else do I do? Twitter, um, H-E-R-S-H-I-I-L-I-Q-C-O-U-R. Um, all right. Well, your information will be in the description. And thank and you It's never so too much. late to tip a drag queen. Hershey L, H-E-R-S-H-I-I, and Cash, H-E-R-S-H-I-I-L on Cash App and Venmo. It's never too late to tip a drag queen. Okay. Thank you so much for joining the show. Thank you for having the patience that you did because we had I, I ran into some technical difficulties <laughs> before we started recording, and you know I'm I'm I may appear good now, but you know hey I'm me. I said look right. I was back here I was backstage like please don't throw the computer friend don't do right. it. Right I said don't do it. No, because this is an important interview like for real. But thank you so much for uh, staying with us and absolutely the show. Um, and Good I hope job. you listeners enjoy watching this episode. Until next time, I am your host, Darren Green. I'm Prince Derek Dahl. This is the Darren Green Show signing out. If you like what you heard, please don't hesitate to hit that subscribe button and give us a five-star rating. As always, enjoy the convo. Listen, there's a reason the ultra-wealthy have been investing in fine wine for centuries. Historically stable returns and a lack of volatility make it stand out compared to traditional assets, especially during a downturn. But now you can invest alongside with them with Vint. Vint is an SEC-qualified investment platform that offers shares of the most sought-after wines in the world. So join the thousands of investors diversifying with fine wine and spirits. Learn more at VINT.co. For full investment disclosure information and more, visit VINT.co. This holiday season, Lexus wants you to remember. Nothing feels as good as making others feel good. Those so-called feel-good holiday films? They can't hold a gingerbread-scented candle to the feeling of giving them something that gives them all the feels. Make this December one to remember. Together. Click the banner to discover more. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer.